Okay, welcome to another Live the Patriots podcast. I am your host, Andrew Pizzelli, and today I am joined by someone who has been on this program before and a recent contributor weekly here on the podcast, but instead of being joined by phone or email or Twitter or some other form of electronic media, here, live, in color, in person, is the one and only Grant McCarthy. Grant, thanks, thanks for, I guess, being here, but... Since I came to you, home, yeah. <laughs> and I'm in your house, I guess, thank you for having me so we could do this here. It's an honor to finally be able to do this face-to-face again. It's been a while. Uh, got an interesting game coming up this week. A lot to fight for, but, you know, anything can happen, and we'll explain that further. Yeah, so want. we're going to be breaking down this game here, Patriots versus Bills. Uh, flexed out of the 1 o'clock spot into the four four twenty five spot, which I guess makes sense a little bit. They didn't want to have uh, – the NFL doesn't want to see teams not play any games. And if the Patriots, say, had lost this game and the Broncos had nothing to play for, they probably oh, would have – shit the bed. They re- wouldn't care. They probably would have rested all their players. Right. Um, so instead, both teams are playing at four, so both teams are going to go out and play. Um, and I think it's an interesting matchup because – uh, we'll talk about there's there's some X factors here with this game. Um, Patriots are 11 and four, hoping to win this game and lock up uh, the number two seed. Uh, obviously, if Denver loses and the Patriots win, they would be <laughs> miraculously the number one seed. Uh, cons- everything considered uh, that's happened to this team, the off season, the players they lost, the players who were put in jail, um, <laughs> player. Um, he who shall not be named. And all the injuries they've had to overcome, and especially the, the adversity they've had to overcome in games this year, to look at this team and say they have a legitimate shot at a number one seed, and at, at least they're going to have probably had the number two seed, is absolutely incredible. And it's a testament to Brady and Belichick that yeah. they would make it go. You never see top players out of college on the Patriots. They just have depth and lots of it. Any guy could step up. Any guy could take the role and take it to heart because you even saw it through Welker. That guy was scared to death to talk about the Patriots when he was on Denver. He's in a different city, different coach. Something about Belichick gets to these guys, and you have to earn it for him. But when you do, I don't know, these guys come out with so much confidence that they're able to perform on another level. Yeah. Bel- Belichick's always, there was a quote a while ago, you know, you're going to hate me uh, if, if you're a rookie. Yeah. But if you're a veteran, you're going to love playing for me. <laughs> um, and on the flip side, the Bills, 6-9, and nine, winners of two in a row. They beat Miami last week, 19 nothing, which you couldn't beat Miami. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the Bills handle Miami pretty easily. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's interesting to see, I think, a lot of the things the Bills do, everything the Bills do well are areas of that have been problematic for the Patriots. The sure. Bills love to run the ball. Obviously, we know about the problems the Patriots have had in the running game defensively. And they love to get after the passer and play aggressive in the secondary. And we know the offensive line has had its share of struggles this year. And especially with <laughs> the amount of injuries the Patriots have had, uh, the... The further and further you get down the depth chart and more like the height chart, <laughs> and you're passing to smaller and smaller players. Edelman and Amendola. Yeah, uh, bigger, receivers. aggressive yeah. De- defensive backfields are going to give you trouble. Yeah. Um, so 
what do you think are some ways that the Patriots can kind of, we'll, we'll start with defensively, how the Patriots can stop the, the running game of the Bills? Stack the line. We know that this is, we have a no-name quarterback filling in for E.J. Manuel. Yes, that's news. E.J. Yeah. Manuel is not playing, so it's going to be Thad Lewis. And we know the the Buffalo Bills have run the time, run the ball 511 times this year, top of the league, and they have Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. One guy's plow through you, and the other's making a move, but they're going to ground and pound. They don't want Brady to have the ball, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to shy away from it. We don't have Vince Wolfork on that line. Ninkovich is not there. We can try as we may, but if they get any form of a push or any confidence, they'll run the ball 100 times. I don't see their quarterback throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. I just don't. They're not going to risk it. They don't want Brady to have possession no matter what. And the fact that they held Miami to a 19-0 last, last week, zero points on a decent team who beat us. Like, that's scary thought. This defense is hungry, and they're not going to shy away from their running game. And if Fred Jackson's any form of healthy, that's kind of scary to me. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. I, I do always feel like you can coach up the running game, though, defensively. You know, I, you know, I said to you before when we were talking that if, if you want to stop the run, you can do things. You can stunt with linemen. You can bring extra linebackers. You can stack guys in the box. Go line defense. Yeah. <laughs> Seven guys in the line of scrimmage. But, I mean, I think the Patriots have the personnel to stop the run if you just want to go out and line up and put up run-stopping personnel. They've been better. Big part of that, both physically and literally, is Silver Salinga, yep. a guy who Samoan off the street, bring him in practice squatter, and now... Since the Browns game, he's been starting, uh, and he's a space eater, and that's really all that's that they all needed. they've needed. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Chris Jones is a guy who kind of reminds me, if you remember Mike Wright, just a kind of a guy that is not an every down starting lineman, but he's in there, he's decent, he can give you something in the passing game, he can give you something in the run game, and if you put a space eater like Salinga next to him, and then you have Chandler Jones and Rob Nikovich on the outside, now your D lines kind of instead of being porous, maybe a little more. Average, uh, and I think you have guys like Brandon Spikes uh, and Hightower and Dane Fletcher, who I think you're going to see a lot of. Stopping. Known yeah. for being run stopping. Necessarily coverage. Yeah. yeah, so I think you you can game plan for the run. Uh, if you, it's harder to game plan for the passing game because quarterbacks nowadays are just too good, and even the guys that are awful seem to can pick you apart and find the weak spot. Look at, I mean, uh, the quarterbacks that we've played this year. And guys, we say, oh, they have no chance. And they're picking us apart down the field. We say, how is this guy beating us? Yeah, there's a certain level for quarterbacks now. It's not a ground-and-pound league. It's you have a good quarterback or any form of a good receiver who can go up and get the ball, you can do anything down the field. In our secondary is that week. That I mean, I don't know if we'll see it. I don't know if Buffalo is going to start airing it out for some reason. Yeah, it's just too many question marks for a team that's just known to run the ball a lot. Will they try and get out of? They'll have to pass to win this game, I think. Will they go out of their comfort zone? Because obviously, you know, the Patriots are going to try and take away the run. Yeah, and we have a depleted secondary. Do do you have faith in Thad Lewis being able to chuck the rock? The fact we haven't seen him—that's always like that's the thing. You don't have a scouting report on this guy. Mm That, that giant question mark is, you don't know. He could be an amazing player. We had 
the whole Drew Bledsoe get injured. And look, Brady, six-round pick. Now we're 13 years later. But <laughs> you don't know what can happen with these backup quarterbacks. There is no game plan. So that that's just a yeah. question mark that they might take advantage of. Well, and I think what they'll do is the Patriots are known for both offensively and defensively at the beginnings of games. More off- offensively, not as much. They have like a plan. They want to come out and attack. These are our like best twenty-five plays to start the game. We want to, after these twenty-five plays, be up like seventeen nothing, twenty nothing. That's that's our goal. Um, and defensively, though, they come out and they don't usually show their best stuff. They they come out, they play vanilla kind of coverage, and they just want to see what you're running. What are you going to do? Are you going to try and pound the ball? Are you going to try and pass the ball? What are you going to do? What are you capable of? So I definitely think. I mean. Uh, defensively, kind of to wrap up the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots, stopping the run is key, and they're just going to keep everything in front of them, keep the ball in front of them. Uh, they're probably, they're going to probably try to bring extra people to, to help out in the running game, and they'll take their poison with Dad Lewis throwing the ball. And as long as they're not giving up big plays Over down the, the field, top, right. which with Stevie Johnson out, you know, a, a guy who's their threat. big deep yeah. threat, you know, not as likely to happen. Uh, and I, I guess that's that's what this whole defensive thing boils down to is, do you think Thad Lewis can beat you? <laughs> Just be I don't. I, I don't. I do not think he can beat you. And that's really how I see the, the defensive side of things. Um, but we're all hoping Terrell Pryor can beat Manning. But, but, <laughs> yeah. <you know>. Thad <laughs> Lewis can't beat the Patriots, but we'll get into that, how <laughs> Terrell Pryor could maybe beat the, the Broncos. Um Moving to the offensive side of the ball now, and like we said, the Bills' defense, great defensive line, a good defensive backfield. Uh, they're an aggressive, aggressive defense. Uh, there's a couple of ways the Patriots can combat that. I think I'm interested to see whether they stick with the same quote-unquote balance that they had last week. And it was actually unbalanced. I mean, the Patriots ran the ball a lot more than they passed the ball, which they have <laughs> something they haven't done all season. Uh, and something I've like, <laughs> we've been saying for weeks to do. It and, just felt weird, though. <laughs> and they <laughs> the finally went time. out and did it, and <laughs> it was good to see. But you could tell the team didn't care. They felt good about it. They went out and smashed Baltimore in the face, it's and, true. and especially when they needed it at the end. It wasn't. It's not like you know. I think sometimes this Patriots team recently has been able to run the ball through the first like three quarters, but when it comes down to crunch time and the teams know you're running, they still rely on the pass. They 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 get stuffed and they have to spread it out and throw the ball. They lined up, and Baltimore, the whole stadium, anyone watching that game, anyone <laughs> no. knew, yeah. Patriots are going to try and run the ball and run this clock out. And the Patriots just lined up one wide receiver, two tight ends. Two James non-receiving De- tight ja- ends. <laughs> James, James Devlin, who's a meathead, yeah. and they said, we're going to run left, and then we're going to run right. <laughs> they're going to run up the middle, and then we're going to run left again. Pound, 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 chunk, 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 right down the field. And it was awesome. Yeah. And was that just that game? Is Maybe is this Patriots team going to kind of find... <laughs> week 17, and I'm, I'm really not even sure what the identity of this team is yet, um, is that going to have to be their identity? With with no Gronk. I've said Ridley, for better or for worse, is going to have to be your guy. Uh, he's going to have to be a big part of what you do. Do they kind of de- take on this run-first mentality here? Going forward, and with this defense, it could kind of work. You know, we have relied on quick screens, getting Edelman the ball, making some people miss. We're good at that. 
And with an aggressive defense like Buffalo, you're going to have a lot of one-on-one. They back off at all. Brady can just be like, oh, <laughs> quick screen, whoop. They're going to have the options if Buffalo gets over-aggressive, and that could be their one weakness. Because we do have guys that can make people miss. Mm-hmm. And out of the biggest question is on third down, these third and shorts. If we're running the ball all game, Buffalo's going to catch on. Any team catches on. They're going to be like, okay, seven people on the line. If you're Brady, third and five, what do you do? Because we were four for 13 last last week on third downs. Thank you, Baltimore, for giving us four of those for penalties. But it's just been week after week, really, really bad third down percentage conversions. You can't win that way in the playoffs. You need to control the ball. You need to get first downs. You need to score. How do they do it? <laughs> oh, I, I think I think they run the ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but, but but they run the ball in a rather unconventional way. They run it out of a shotgun draw. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Something Grant's been calling for for a while here is to see more of the shotgun draw. Now I think it's been a personnel thing. Yeah. I think. This team, the way I said they lined up and, and ran the ball against Baltimore, I think they like to just li- power line power. up and say we're running the ball. <laughs> yeah. And we really haven't seen a ton of the shotgun runs because it's kind of been more, it's more of a gimmick run uh, in, in today's yeah, NFL. Yeah. You know, it's you know the whole every the whole defense is playing the pass and you decide to hand it off and the guy runs for 15 yards. That's kind of like I said how the Pages could have had good rushing numbers like through the first three quarters of games. It's because of stuff like that, not purely lining up and running it down another team's throat. Right. Um, I do agree, though. You know, I think no matter how much they say, "Oh, we don't listen to it," we don't. Hear, I think Josh McDaniels hears all these these players and coaches hear all the talk about all oh, the play calling and this and that. Because it has been. And I think if if all of a sudden the Patriots hear it's third and five and they're handing the ball off and they get stuffed for a loss. It's going to be like, what is that? You have Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, why are you calling a drop line? Da, 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 da. So I'd rather just see something different because I've seen Brady trying to air it out on these situations too many times. And, okay, it makes sense, but we have to throw a different look. Well, you know, I think that's where the injuries show up yeah. is third down is, you know, Edelman's your third down guy, but if he's the only guy you got, <laughs> they can take that away. Amendola is still running around with a detached groin, which somehow I don't know how yeah. he's <laughs> doing that. Um, you know, Josh Boyce, a guy who had speed, who maybe could you know become a third down option, hurt. You know, Dobson, who's not really a chain mover; he's more of a, a play action type wide receiver. You get him in space, uh, and Tompkins is is more of a deep threat, a, a jump ball kind of guy. You know, you miss Gronk. You miss a guy who's going to clear out space. Whether it's for himself, it matter who's on him, whether it's for himself <laughs> and he's a big target, and you throw it to him, or he's to free up he's freeing else. up someone else. So, and even Tompkins, he's a guy that you know you can throw the ball up to, and and you know he's got great athleticism to go and get the ball in different spots. You know, it's there's only so much you can do. There's so, only so much Austin Collie can do. The pig, the pig, the pygmy offense. And who man? <laughs> and the who man? Um, so we've talked about the the interested to see the balance, the run identity. Like we said, to combat this defensive line, any defensive line, you need to run the ball. 
you know, instead of letting these guys just pin their ears back and, and, and just run straight at the quarterback. I think another way Brady, and something that he's been good at recently, lately, especially because the offensive line has had its fair share of problems, is he's been getting the ball out quick. I mean, a defense, unless you completely blow an assignment and there's a free rusher and the guy's boom in the backfield immediately, you, you need like three seconds to make a throw. And Brady's been step, step, boom, balls out. If the protection's there, right. um, if he feels like the protection's not there, he's getting the ball out. He's not trying to run around and, and make plays and do more than he can. Um, Brady won't do that. <laughs> He'll throw the ball away if he had, feels too much pressure. And he's not a mover. <laughs> one thing, though, that I'm concerned about for this game is forecast is calling for rain, rains right now. And I've said how Ridley has to be your guy going forward. You know, Blunt obviously is is a guy they rely on. The th- X factor that can turn this game is turnovers. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And just as much as the Patriots could cause a bunch of them themselves, that's what they're good at. But <laughs> even though no matter what, Ridley has to be your guy, I think he's running with some confidence right now, especially after last game. I don't want to see him fumble the ball if it's if it's soaking wet out and he gets popped. And what week the was ball it that ground. he had two fumbles? And I'm pretty sure Brady... Got it, like, taken out of his hand in the back. Oh, D- Denver. Well, what wh- are you talking about? early this? on. They had, like, three turnovers and were down a lot to begin the game. Well, Denver, Ridley had one fumble and then got benched <laughs> immediately. I think it was the beginning of his fumble problems. Well, this season in uh, Buffalo, week one, he had two fumbles that he that lost. Was it, yeah. And basically rode the pine for a good length of time. And then it was Carolina where he had that fumble, sat out a while, and then came back in. And then obviously the fumble he had in in Denver was what put him on the bench and out of the game for two weeks. So, yeah, Ridley has something to prove. Hopefully he has the mental fortitude to power through it and use two hands. Yeah. (laughs) Cover up that ball. Yep. Um, I I think another thing... uh, that we have to look at, just as, as a note, is you had it up before, the, the injury list is remarkable. <laughs> how many injuries. And like I said, this team has a chance. They win this game. They're the number two seed. If Denver somehow blows that game against the Raiders, the Patriots are the number one seed if they win. Which nobody was even thinking yeah, about Can, can you pull up, pull up the list? Pull up the list of players. Now these are guys, this is not guys that they've lost on IR. This is This is just guys that are right now playing that are dealing with injuries, and it's it's amazing because, I mean, and, and every team has injuries, but you look at the the people the Patriots have lost on both sides of the ball for the season, and then the fact that all these guys are also dealing w- with injuries, uh, it's astounding. I mean, and that's why I said most teams can't overcome that, and the fact that they just they just keep plugging along, and just keep managing to eke out wins and find ways to win. It's a mentally tough team. It's a very mentally tough team. Um, just trying to pull up this list here. Oh, the, the glories of technology. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so for for the Patriots, you're 11 and 4 Patriots who are hoping for a number 2 seed. Ruled out so far is Josh Boyce. Doubtful is Devin McCourty. Numbers of players who are questionable. 
Kyle Arrington, Alfonso Dennard, Aaron Dobson, Dane Fletcher, Steve Gregory, Rob Nikovich, Nate Solder, Brandon Spikes, Will Svitek, Kembrell Tompkins, Shane Vereen, Probable, Danny Amendola, who has a detached groin, Tom Brady, Marcus Cannell, Cannon, Michael Ho Manawanui, and Aqib Tlaib. Huh. That's all of your starters. <laughs> That's some. the yeah, core yeah. of your team. The core of your team is on the injury, all on the injury report. <laughs> Speaking of all our secondary and then two guys off the bench and probably a few guys off the street. Yeah. Well, they just they just keep <laughs> plucking people in. It's yeah. it's it's remarkable. You want to play for the Patriots? <laughs> uh, one thing I want to bring up before we get to our predictions here uh, and wrap this up. Uh, Wes Welker is not playing this week. He'll miss his fourth straight game uh, dealing with reoccurring symptoms from concussions. And everyone made a big deal about Patriots letting him walk and all the disputes and this and that. And they mismanaged mismanaged that. (laughs) You look at a guy in Julian Edelman who has stepped in this year Hmm. (laughs) and in all likelihood is probably going to have finished with 100 catches over a thousand yards and something like six or seven touchdowns. Where have we seen that? <laughs> That's that is remarkable. Now I've said I thought Edelman could be Welker. He could be that Welker role you and didn't do think those right things. Away, though. Well, I didn't think he was capable of literally duplicating what Welker could do or had done in, in the past, um, and. <laughs> Guy was a seventh round draft pick, a quarterback, who yeah. they made into a punt returner, who worked on his skills as a wide receiver, and now is their number one playmaker. Strange how things like that can happen. And now you kind of feel okay about Wel- letting Welker go. You really do. Yeah. Because next year, Welker will be a year older. And, and one more concussion. And, and the big thing for Edelman is that he's he was he stayed healthy this yeah. whole season so so far. Knock on wood, because yeah. um, that's been his bugaboo throughout his career so far. Um, but the guy's been unreal this year, and he's been Brady's go-to guy. Um, I think the fact that he has had a year like that and pretty pretty under the radar too. Oh yeah, I think that's the way he likes it. Though he just comes out and plays hard. And if you get open, Brady will find you. And that's the one guy almost ten times a game that'll get the ball, get a touch, and make a guy miss. Well, and, and hes I've always said he's more dynamic than Welker. Right. He's got better speed. He's obviously a little taller. Um, he's better at catching the ball and making guys miss than mm-hmm. Welker is now. Welker's still an excellent route runner, but Welker's yeah. kind of gotten more into that catch the ball and go down now. <laughs> yeah, after a few concussions and always being hit over the middle... I'd kind of be the same way. <laughs> yeah. So just wanted to throw in that, that, that little nugget about Edelman. And I don't know. I don't think he got voted uh, into the Pro Bowl, which, again, under the radar. Just like just like this Patriots team has been under the radar this whole season. Um, and I guess that's kind of what we'll get to. I mean, under the radar and having a chance at the number two seed. Uh, what is your prediction? How do you see this game playing out? Uh, the way I see it, is hopefully the Pats' defense stops the Bills' run. We ground and pound, get an early lead. Seeing as we put up 20 points in the first half last week, we can do that. 
I don't particularly see more than that happening because I do think Buffalo will get after Brady. And then they're a good defense. There's plain and simple, they're a good defense, and you have to respect that. But they're too one-dimensional on offense, and I see the Pats putting up 21, and if anything, Buffalo puts up 10. And they're so one-dimensional, and let's see Thad Lewis. Air it out, man. Go for it. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, a lot of possession, hopefully not a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Purely just few touchdowns, good defense. Just take it home. Just nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what would you say as a score, for you, you think? Uh, 21-10 pats. Yeah. Like I said, a few touchdowns. Buffalo, you know, never, never really in doubt. Yeah, kind of control game, and and, and I kind of fall on, on that same side too. I think the Patriots are, are on paper are, are the clear favorite. Uh, I think, as always, uh, once you get into a game, <laughs> everything gets <laughs> thrown out, thrown the, out the window. Uh, as so, you never know what can happen. And but like I said, I'm not picking against this Patriots team again this year. <laughs> I'm I'm going to pick them to win every single game. From here on out, that they play in, I will pick them. Yeah. They, I, I'm not picking against them. Right. And I don't think I think that's kind of been the rule uh, for this Patriots team since 2001. <laughs> Is they're never out of it. They're, they're, they're never out of it, especially this season. They've been in every, every single game. game. They've had a chance to win every single game. You think about how close all their games have been. This team, as is comprised. It's just like a couple plays away from being like fifteen and one, because you think about yeah. holding against that holding call. It doesn't get called <laughs> against Carolina. Maybe they win that. You know, from you give them one play one from a yard shot. out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe they win that game. So that's another win. You think about the field goal debacle yeah. in, in the Jets game. <laughs> maybe they win that game. If a monsoon doesn't appear out of nowhere in Cincinnati. Maybe the Patriots find a way to win the Cincy game, but that that one I'll say was is, was a bona fide loss. You look at uh, the the game against the Dolphins that they just had, and they they had a chance to win that one at the end too. A question now that you brought up Cincinnati: Are you scared of Cincy? Cincy, if the Pats lose and Cincy wins, they get that second seed. That bye week that we need really, really badly. I I would be afraid of Cincinnati if they still had Geno Atkins. Okay. I'm, I'm not as afraid of them anymore. Especially, they're a team that I think is still, God, they're just not there yet. And I don't think they've gotten much better from where they were last year. I don't Except think record-wise. Yeah, I don't think Andy Dalton has really grown that much more. He's had good games. He's also had... I should, really, really he bad. he had to be when Rodgers got hurt. He became my fantasy quarterback, so I was <laughs> as critical of him as anyone. He right. he he could just throw out some clunkers, and I think uh, if the Patriots win, you know the Bengals have to play Wild Card Weekend, and then maybe come on the road to play New England or something. That I I I wouldn't feel confident. Like I just said, I'm not picking <laughs> against right. the Patriots, yeah. but uh, no one really scares me, and. And everyone scares me about this league because I just you don't know. It's so wacky. For all we know, the everyone could lose this weekend, and everything stays the same. 
Like That's the, true. the Broncos could lose, the Patriots could lose, and the Bengals could lose, and everyone just kind of stays where they are, and you'd be like, "Wow, didn't see that one coming." <laughs> but at the same time, you you really wouldn't be surprised. Um, but as far as my prediction for this game, twenty-seven seventeen Pats. Uh, I feel like they weather the storm, early storm, literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I, if they get up on this Buffalo team, because they're going to come out fired up. If they get up on them early, they're going to roll. They're not going to get up off the mat. You know, they have something to play for about you know proving something to themselves. But I think if you punch them in the mouth early, they're not going to get up. So you, the Patriots obviously have a great chance of winning this game. Twenty-seven seventeen is the way I see it falling out. Score early, protect Brady. Yeah, and and wrap up this number two seed. Yeah. I think Oakland has a shot at beating Denver. I, I believe it would be a miracle, but I believe it can happen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Anything can happen this year in this league. Um, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what happens on Sunday. Should be interesting. And uh, I'll expect your report on Monday for me to read online. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me to your house and for being part of this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Pleasure. So we will talk to you on Monday after this Patriots-Bills game. Have a great weekend.